Welcome to episode 223 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian the Sauce Sharply. Hello. And Matt Katz Casal. Hello. It is Monday night, December 11th, and we are back from a brief hiatus. We had a very successful live Christmas special a couple weeks ago. That episode is still in production, folks. Don't worry, it's going to be up soon. But we are here tonight. We're going to dig into some news that happened over the last couple weeks. Some Infinity War trailer that a lot of folks are excited about. The underrated Spider-Man animated trailer. Is it underrated or I feel like it's not even rated yet? Unheralded, unheralded, I should say. There we go. Unheralded, I should say. And being that by the time this episode... This episode will probably go up the night of The Last Jedi release. So we're going to do some... Last Jedi, final thoughts uh, before we get to see the movie. But before we get into all that goody goodness, we do housekeeping with Ian Sharpley. I want to send out a sincere thank you to everybody that showed up and participated in the McSauce live Christmas special event that we had down at the Fan Club Sports Bar in beautiful Wilmerding, PA. Thanks to the staff of the fan club and Spuds for helping us out with everything, getting uh, getting the place set up, having the awesome specials, and giving us all the support. Big thanks to Jeremy Canals for setting up our trivia and always being a pillar of McSauce support. Um, we collected a bunch of really great toys for the cause, so thank you to everybody that either donated money or showed up and donated toys. We also had a pretty successful Toys for Tots shopping trip at Toys R Us just a few days ago. We posted some of those pictures on our Instagram and as well as our Facebook page if you want to check some of that stuff out. Yeah, we had a really good turnout this year for both. Um, I was I was kind of worried that splitting, splitting the donations between coming to the show and bringing a toy and donating, donating online would have affected the bottom line of how much we took in but i don't think um i don't think that it did it it was a we had a great turnout for you know hand brought toys Mm -hmm. at the show we had a great turnout uh for online donations and it was another great successful toys for tots year for the old mix sauce crew yeah so thank you everyone out there for helping us to help kids in need this holiday season i'm sure that they appreciate it we greatly appreciate all the help that you could give us some lucky child is getting a dominic toretto toy <laughs> and that Ooh. makes my christmas jolly uh, the fast and the furious Vin Diesel. Uh, Vin Diesel. Oh, that's fast right yeah furious. if you press on the on the top of the car the hood flipped open and then he goes flying off of it right <clears throat> that was awesome Best toy we got though was the Scooby Doo uh, <laughs> co- collection of easily, figurines. Easily the best value, right? So you had the entire Scooby Doo gang. These are fully articulated. Who's in the Scooby Doo gang? Tell us the Scooby Doo gang. Well, that would be uh, Scooby Doo, yep. of course. Yeah. Uh, Shaggy, uh-huh. Fred, mm-hmm. Wilma, right. and Daphne. Velma. Velma. I did, I wasn't aware they crossed over with the Flintstones at some who, point. Who? You said Wilma. You said Wilma. Velma. It's Velma. Velma. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, so that's I was Scooby- spacing on Daphne. I couldn't remember her name to save my life. You know what? People need to stop. People need to stop treating Daphne like she's lesser than since nerd culture has gotten hot and all that high sexy heat 
is on Velma. Daphne's still fucking sexy. I'm sure Daphne had her day back. I know you like your nerd girl and your big turtleneck and your glasses. I dig it, but Daphne's still got it going on. Yeah, but more importantly, in this set, you (laughs) also got like four or five monster characters. Uh, My favorite, my personal favorite was like that sea creature looking one. Yeah, classic oh, yeah. Scooby Doo monsters. Yeah, it was great. It was so you had all these characters, twenty dollars, like you said, Paul, and and you in, got in ten, a nifty carrying ten, case that had a handle. You got ten figures in a carrying case. Mm-hmm. And also, when it, we have we've had a lot of events since the last time we podcasted. Um, I also want to want to thank all of the fans, the new fans, the old fans that stopped by our double-decker table at Steel City Con this past week. If any of you out there are listening for the first time, we're happy to have you. Hopefully you enjoy the podcast that we give you, and uh, hopefully you you enjoyed the interaction you had with us at the table enough to uh, come back for some more McSauce goodness. So, If you're new to the show, at some point, one of us, probably me, is going to say, I don't care what you think. But we really do, and we hope you stick around and enjoy the show. So, welcome, McSauce Nation, new and old. And that's all I got for this evening. Why don't we, why don't we get into the guts? So, Avengers Infinity War trailer. Is that what it's being called? Yeah, it's Infinity called War 1? Avengers Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. Well, and wait, hold on a second. Is this a two-parter, though? Wasn't it pitched as a two-parter I thought so, but, but wouldn't it be called part one? Because, yeah. like, everybody does that now. Like, uh, the Harry Potter movies did that. Uh, the the Twilight movies, I think, did that with the finale, where they broke into two parts. Um, maybe, maybe they're not going to do it. Maybe they're just going to title it. One movie. Oh, you think the next one will be called, like, The Infinity well, Crusade? The, it's the, just the the untitled Avengers. The it's, Thors weren't Thor 1, 2. They just had subtitles. It's listed right. as untitled Avengers film at this point. So, so I think originally the pitch was Infinity War 1 and 2, but maybe maybe it'll be the Infinity Gauntlet. But now it's probably changed. Infinity Crusade. It's prob- I like those. I like those ideas, but it's probably to become Infinity War and remember all those characters that you love that we're replacing with characters that you don't love as much in the true Marvel way. <laughs> I know it's long, but I think it's going to stick. Do you think that after all the shakeups at Marvel that they're going to double down and do to their movies what they did to their comics, which worked out to zero success? I don't think the two are I don't think the two are really linked, but with the way Hollywood contracts and salaries go, I just don't think there's any way they can keep all the big players of phases one, two, and three. Or does three start after this? Um, I think three start. I think this is three, isn't it? Or yeah. no, wait. Um, Black Panther starts three. Is that right? I thought Captain Marvel started three. I thought that Infinity War is definitely part of Phase Three. Maybe uh, I don't like each each Avengers movie is almost like Phase One, Phase Two, and Phase Three. I don't know if there's. I don't know if there's a way to keep all these all these actors around, because we've heard 
Robert Downey Jr. express interest in not doing this forever. We've heard Chris Evans say he wants to retire from acting and just direct. Um, what? So, yeah, I, like they're going to have to replace these characters at some point. And I expect some of those big names are going to bite it in Infinity War so that, um, you know, Infinity Crusade is maybe Bucky Cap. Winter Soldier or Winter America, didn't maybe they, Falcon, uh, Falcon America. Didn't they didn't they re-sign um, Chris Evans to a longer deal, like three or four more movies? Like I thought they did. Cause yeah, for I thought a, they did. As yeah, because well. for a while that was a popular theory. I that thought they, they did were, that before Civil War, and I guess that would that would still give him two yeah. more movies yeah, after. They, yep. Infinity War. Yeah, I mean, so I would imagine that he would still hang around after whatever's going to happen here in Infinity War. Regardless, though, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we've had how many years of all of these actors being these characters. It's sort of unprecedented to get this many movies with of a pretty consistent quality with the same actors playing the same characters in the same universe. I think so it, if, I, I would if it say... has to change, I mean... I'd say a very consistent quality. As much as, as hard as we are on these movies, I think they've all been pretty good. Even the bad ones. Even the bad ones aren't Batman v Superman. Yeah, bad. as much as we bashed Thor, well, Thor Ragnarok. That, that's incorrect, but... What Marvel movies is, is as bad as Batman v Superman? As bad? Well, Batman v Superman's good, so... Oh, Matt. Sorry, Paul. My opinion doesn't change like... Like the flowing of water. I don't... Mine is unaffected by the uh, popular online opinions. Well, my opinion is affected by multiple viewings and more information showing me the way. <laughs> I am I am able to shift my opinion to with more understanding and more knowledge. Or, to or, have a more grounded opinion. Or other than the, the unwavering Nazism of Matt Casal over here. Another way of saying it is you're unable to establish a firm opinion in the first place. But that's okay. We'll work on your limitations. I didn't like Batman vs. Superman from the get-go. So if this that's is ridiculous. the ground you're going to that's attack ridiculous. me on... That's not true. That's... This, it's, it's unfair. I didn't like that movie afterwards. You didn't hate it like you do now. Like right. Every and time we talk about it, you hate it more and yeah, more. Yeah, because with substantial viewings, you realize that more stuff is wrong with well, it. Same with, same with... Um, The Force Awakens. I liked that after the first time I saw it, and then I watched it a couple more times. Yeah, you I don't got revile to it, it now, like a norm because it's not as bad as Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman's not bad. It's it's not perfect by any means, but it's not a bad movie. So the Marvel machine has turned. No, no, no out. I'm going to answer your question. What's what? Uh, Batman v Superman is better than uh, Avengers two. Ant Man, no. Um, I'll give you Iron Man. I'll, I'll give you Avengers two. I'll give you our uh, Guardians two. Oh, that's give, fucking nonsense. I'll give you um, Iron Man. I'll give you Iron Man three. Um, it's better than the Incredible Hulk, guys. I know you guys like that. No, one, no, no. But. It's better than Incredible Hulk. It's better than Iron Man two. It's better than uh, Iron Man two is really good. It has a lot of stuff going. I don't know if it's really good. It, it is really good, but. Batman v Superman being better than a yeah. really good movie is 
totally possible yeah. within my realm of reality. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Iron Man 2, I, I watched it last year, and I it surprised me how many uh, characters made their first appearances that I just forgot. Mm-hmm. You know, we get introduced to um, uh, Nick Fury and um, the Black Widow in that film. That's right. And I, I completely forgot, and those are two key cogs of the Marvel Universe that go on to play great big roles, and they're really awesome in that movie. So I don't know. I, I really liked it. Um, I, I I need like the list of Marvel movies in front of me, but like uh, I mean, Captain America one and two are better. Iron Man one is better. Uh, the new Spider Man is better. Guardians is better. Guardians is better. But regardless of that, I think we're getting Marvel has well, treated that, us. It was just a completely false statement that Paul made, so it had to be clarified. But continue. Well, in my realm of believability it's not better than the majority of marvel movies so yeah in my opinion it's not it's terrible and we can have differing opinions right i think we can have the correct one you like and the stupid one Paul. you like the taste of hot shit in your mouth and <laughs> i like a decent movie so what are we what are we gonna get from so wait a second infinity War. one of you eats feces and the other one eats likes movies <laughs> Hot but, movies, so cold what's, movies. What's what Infinity kind of War going to be? Is it going to be hot shit in your mouth or a decent movie? Do we have? Is there a middle ground? I'll tell you something that stuck out to me this last time watching the trailer. Yeah, and I think I think I'm okay with it. Is um, Thanos's American accent? Yeah, but you don't like his appearance. You don't like how? Oh no! I think he, he looks is. silly. Do you I think, think he looks like. Dominic Toretto if he ate the fucking blueberries from uh, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Oh, this, that- is, oh, God. this is another example out of many where you seem to fixate on the weirdest shit to have a problem with. Like, there's plenty of issues with this trailer. The way Thanos looks is really not one of them. He's just not wearing his traditional armor. He right. just doesn't have it on yet. He they I don't think they're showing like the battle yet. That's kind of like what he looks like. That's and this is the argument that I've been met with since this trailer released. Every mm-hmm. time I talk to someone, I bring this up, they say, "But that's what that's what that's what Thanos looks like in his first appearance in Infinity War. That's what he's supposed to look like." Yeah, I get it, but Marvel has eschewed what characters are supposed to look like for a long time. I think Thanos looks well, he how, looks so he looks too casual to be invading a planet. Is Marvel he a just, great And I get Thanos is like god of universes and he's diesel and nothing can stop Thanos. So he's got that arrogance about him. He's supposed but it's to like be he imposing, rolls in man. he rolls in in his PJs. He he rolls in in a it looks like he just doesn't have the arm plates and some of the chest pieces and he's not wearing his crown. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily look like white tank top Dominic Toretto. That, I think you're that's, exaggerating. He's just a He's wee wearing bit. the Marvel Cosmic Universe's Dominic Toretto chic. Now that's you, what's happening. Now you mentioned Marvel has eschewed the way that their characters look and you know, too many times. I mean Guardians Sure, a lot of the characters in Guardians don't look like the way that they were represented in the books, but I would say that more often than not, Marvel veers pretty close to what they look like in what you know the 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 first outing of Thor and Loki. They look pretty 
pretty dead on. Iron Man, always, you know, the first couple Iron Man suits before they started goofing around with it. So, so. Paul, what are you hoping that he looks like? Because if they translated the comic book costume, literally, he's going to have big gold 90s-style shoulder pads. I think he's going to look... Yeah, I think he's going to have all that by... If, by the end of the movie. Okay. If not the middle of the movie, by the end of the movie. Okay. But everything we've seen from so far, it just looks so... It just looks so unimposing mm-hmm. to me. He just looks like... I, oh, shit. I'm out of milk. I gotta run down to the grocery store. It doesn't look like... I'm invading a planet. Like, this is my invade a planet gear. It's cosmic tank top. And if... Well, maybe, I mean... We're taking all of this out of context. Maybe he's not really in full invasion mode in any of those clips. Like, I know Iron Man shows up, but who knows if they just find out that he's on the planet in a sort of like seek in and capture thing. He's looking, he's clearly looking for the Infinity Gems. Yeah. And we like don't need it, to... it might not be, he might not be actually there to battle anyone. Yeah. And moment. we don't need to spend a ton of time on my weird fixation on his. Planet Fitness outfit. There's other things happening in this trailer to be excited about, to be disappointed about. Why don't we hit one that's exciting? Well, Does anyone actually, have an exciting one? Or? Before we go exciting, okay. it, if we're going to seriously talk about the look of a character, the biggest offense is the way Black Widow looks in this thing. She's got yeah. blonde hair now. It's shorter than ever. What, what is going on with that? That well, maybe I mean, there's. I mean, maybe there's a. Maybe there's a reason. Yeah, the reason is, um, uh, Scarlett, Scarlett, Johansson. Scarlett Johansson didn't want red hair anymore, and now they're gonna have to be like, well, she was on a secret assignment in Russia as a blonde spy to explain. Did it away. she ever have red hair? Because I thought. She had a wig on. She had a wig on in a bunch of them. Because the point is, as good as Marvel movies are, they are also wiggy. Well, the point is, that character has red hair. Just keep it red. That's stupid. That's a problem. I think that's a nitpick. It's not a nitpick. Not. I'm with you. Okay, uh, Peter Parker shows up with bright red hair. Do you have a problem with that? Well, Peter Parker's not a... Crossover with Archie. Duh. Peter Parker's not a spy. That's part of the characters. Oh, that's how you explain it away. I mean, it's part... Is is she or is she not a spy? I don't know if she is a spy anymore. Is she still a spy? I would imagine. Is that character traditionally a spy? Yeah, but by this point in the... She's an Avenger Cinematic now. universe, she's is, an Avenger. So she's that, not spying isn't, anymore. Isn't she's she, a superhero. Am I right or wrong that she wasn't she with Captain America running away? Weren't they in Winter Soldier? Weren't they weren't they hiding? I mean, does does Captain America ever have a beard? Yeah, in the comics, sure. When uh, he's nomad. No, when he came back. Uh, right he before fr- he shaved it and became Cap again. Yeah, but but not a ton. And I'm sure if we dug, right. we could find one issue where she's wearing a blonde wig. I'm just saying that I don't think it's a deal breaker. Something that's worse is Spider-Man's outfit. The it's see, I don't it's sort agree of, with that. I, it's sort of like the Iron Spider, which I just it's don't. The Iron Spider, oh, right. which I just don't like. I, don't I just don't like. It. But it's not really the Iron Spider. It's some weird Iron Spider. It's the hybrid new spider. Dan Slot hybrid from the international man of mystery Spider-Man that's been in oh, Marvel. Oh, is it the one with the, chest, with the light up with the light up chest, yeah. the light up eyes? Because that's what happens. Yeah, like. I I fucking 
hate that. Like, I think Thanos' gym wear is just kind of amusing. It's not anything that's going to, you know, knock a movie down a notch for me. I just think it's funny. But Spider-Man's outfit, like, whenever the interest for me in seeing Spider-Man go up against villains and bad guys that he is completely outmatched against is Spider-Man having to use the limited tools at his disposal and his wit, his pure guile, his will to get the job done. And that's kind of, I, I liked Homecoming, but it was kind of the same problem I had with Homecoming. I don't yep. like Spider-Man to have limitless gadgets yeah, it was a major at the flaw. tips of his fingers. Because it was a major flaw. What makes, Spider, what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man is that he is the underdog. Like, he shouldn't be getting all this extra tech help. Well, yeah, I mean, they've they've clearly gone down the wrong path with Spider-Man and the Marvel Cinematic U. And, uh, and, and they're continuing to go down the same hole even further, which is unfortunate because the kid that's playing him is really good. The costume that they went with looks pretty good. The bit where his arm hair goes up in the trailer, fantastic. Best part of the trailer. Fantastic. Just to briefly Matt, get back. I was going to say that. How can you be so wrong about BVS and so right about everything else? I don't know. Just it's to, a talent. Just to briefly get back to the Black Widow blonde hair oh, thing. Here we go. Just a brief, just a real brief internet search pulls up various pictures and versions of Black Widow that had blonde hair. So, okay, well it's, then it's equal equal amounts to the Spider Man. Ian, cost. I'm wrong. You're right. I concede. Paul, uh, I can I can no, sleep. I don't. Now. No. You're still wrong. Can I drop? I'm right about can what I, I drop the mic? Earlier. That's fine. No, I don't think it is equal parts because the, the color of like I ultimately don't care about Black Widow's hair color because it doesn't affect who she is as a character. It doesn't affect her character arc or her as a person. Spider Man essentially wearing a slimmer Iron Man suit affects who that character is. And I don't like that. Well, okay, but where do you draw the line on hair color? Like, if Superman showed up as a blonde, that really doesn't affect him as a character. Would it bother you? Because Black Widow is essentially a C-list character. If they did a if they did a Booster Gold, who had black hair, sure. I'll Would you be slide. upset if the next Superman movie featured the Grant Morrison red and blue electric Superman? From the 90s run, because that's a version of Superman that existed that is almost unrecognizable. It is, but we're talking we're talking aesthetics that don't affect the character. Those two versions of Superman completely they were different characters because he wasn't Superman anymore. He was Superman with Black Lightning's powers. So but I mean, yeah, if you take a if you take an A-list character of Wonder Woman's blonde or Bruce Wayne's blonde, yeah, it's 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 jarring, but I think you can get away with Black Widow being blonde from red, and it's not such a big deal. I mean, if we're using the books as precedent, there's precedent. Hell, That's hell, all I'm saying. Right. Um, Ezra Miller was absolutely nothing like the way Barry Allen's been presented in any Flash comic book ever. And that Matt, you're okay with that. So what's your beef with... Like, where do you... Why does the blonde hair send a flag for you up, but... Barry Allen didn't. Well, because I feel like, um, maybe incorrectly, but I feel like uh, the Black Widow's hair is just as much a part of her costume as her black outfit is. Like, it's kind of her look. Um, 
you know, like, uh, I guess, I mean, I'm very, um, I guess I have a pretty strict policy with characters, you know, needing to look like their comic book counterpart. And when they deviate as far as like the color on the top of their head, uh, that kind of <laughs> bothers me a little bit. But but a character can't have progression. I mean, she's appeared with red hair in a suitable fashion for how many how many movies has uh, Scarlett Johansson played let's Black say, Widow? Let's say six. Six. That is a very suitable fashion. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of times to get it exactly right. I hear and you, man. Do, and and once again, we're speculating on something that we have no idea within the context of the movie. I, I presume that it has something to do with that group of Avengers hiding out. That's, that's the bearded Captain America that we get the blonde black widow. I don't think it has anything to do with Scarlett Johansson. Finally Maybe saying not. enough is enough. I will not wear this red wig for one more time. She doesn't, I doubt she gives a fuck. Um, <clears throat> maybe, maybe, but so. it, it doesn't sit well with me. Okay. Um, are there, are there, are there any other things that we liked or disliked? Uh, well, I liked the hair standing up on Peter Parker's arm and I know that you're very hair centric. Uh, boy, am I ever. I like uh, that too. It, it seems like a very minor thing. Um, but there wasn't a ton in this trailer that I particularly liked. Um, I've seen it a few times now and I'm liking it. A l Paul, my opinion is, is morphing. It's changing like, like the flowing current of a river, like the shape of water, like the shape of water. Uh, <clears throat> Matt, I'm, I'm with you. I'm on your side. I think like if, if I'm picking out stuff that I like from this, that I really like from this trailer, it's not a whole lot. Ian, I feel like you're being a little bit more um, easy on this trailer. So why don't you present us with some things that you liked and then maybe Paul and I can react to that. The general scope of just seeing all of the Avengers wrong. in, this, in wrong. this movie. Totally wrong. Okay. All right. <laughs> like, I think that's exciting. I, I'm, I'm a little... I, I think I know why you guys are being so rough on it. I think that... The rush of people on the internet, maybe even at the office, that were excited to see this movie and wanted your opinion, and you guys just weren't as excited, might have something to do with your lowered um, enthusiasm about this. I, I think it's more connected to other people than the actual thing on screen that you saw. Ian, this is... Um, I like where your head's at. I like where you're going, because... We've been friends for a long time, and you know that I am traditionally someone that eschews popular products. Second when, eschew of the show, you guys. When the hype is just hype city. The eschews on the other foot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to do a free in tonight, folks. So, yeah, like, you know, Harry, Harry, I fucking hated Harry Potter. Oh, my God, did I fucking hate Harry Potter. There's too much, too much hype. And then I watched it. And then I got the books and now I love it. Adventure Time. Hated that fucking candy ass cartoon. What? Why is candy talking? I didn't get it. And then I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this has like a, a really rich mythology and a history. This is really good. You Hated. Could you would believe that candy could talk. 
this guy's on fire tonight. Hated Rick and Morty. Hated. Didn't want anything to do with this. Not really anything to do with Back to the Future nonsense. And then I watched it, and God damn it, this is some this is some densely written, rich material. So I get I get where you're going, but I didn't. I watched this trailer twice before I was bombarded with internet hype, mm-hmm. and I I just wasn't. So this doesn't apply to my to my hype bashing. Sure. I just wasn't I think partly part of the reason why I wasn't super hyped about this trailer is because my favorite parts of the Marvel universe are Guardians of the Galaxy. Loved both movies. Um I loved Ant-Man. I love Paul Rudd. Love Chris Pratt. You know, love Dave Bautista as Drax. You know, those are some of my favorite parts of the MCU and we didn't really see them represented. I I've grown to really love uh Chris Evans Captain America. Chris Evans Captain America has made me a Captain America fan just as much as Ed Brubaker's Winter Soldier run did. But you know like Black Widow, Winter Soldier, Falcon, uh Black Panther. Did I say Black Panther already? I mean, no, I you said, said you said uh I said Black, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. Black Panther, like, you know, your standard, like, MC, like, even Loki and Thor, I'm like, eh, like, they don't really fucking rev my engine. So, and that's, and that's the core of the MCU. So, you know what, maybe in trailer two, we get a little more Ant-Man, we get a little more Guardians, that gets me a little more fired up, like, that's where my heart lies, that's the, those are the emotional stories that I want to be more wrapped up in. I would have felt the same way about Tom Holland Spider-Man. Love Tom Holland Spider-Man. But he's in that silly suit. I love that he's like it seems like from this trailer he takes it upon himself to go take down whatever wheel in the sky that <laughs> keeps on turning put up there. <laughs> you know, Thanos big Steve Perry fan. Like he takes it upon himself to go to go stop this, and I I love that. If they play Wheel in the Sky in this movie, I'm walking out. But you know, for the for the most part, this isn't about the parts of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I really connect with. So, um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's gonna be really great to see. It's gonna be really neat to see all of these characters in the same movie. See a bunch of them interacting together that we haven't seen before, but. I also think that there's no way you can you can really write satisfying story character arcs for a lot of these characters when you're when there's so many to work with. Yeah, but and I, I mean that's mo- why that's why you have the solo movies. Right. That's and why I Marvel this does is, that. This is the spectacle movie. This isn't yeah. this isn't, you know, Scott Lang doing what's what's right to you know be a better man for his for his daughter. This is spectacle. This is you know secret invasion main title when all the really cool stuff happens in the individual issues. So like I I get it and maybe maybe being a comic book fan and knowing how comic books work and that's how comic books work. You can get, you can get the main you can get the main um, event book. But it's not going to give you the quality character beats, and I, I I just think the general public is they don't understand that that's how this works, and they are satisfied with 
you know, oh my God, all these characters are in one movie. This is awesome. That's great. It's cool. If you love it, that's great. But it doesn't it doesn't get my dick hard. I just remember the first Avengers and how skillfully that film was pulled off. I really liked both Winter Soldier and Civil War and seeing all the heroes there. It's brought to you by the Russo brothers. I think that it, we're going to get another really good mix of these characters in this film. And, and I'm just, I'm excited to see it. Am I over the moon, you know, doing backflips? No, because I, I, I personally still feel a little bit of the sting from Thor Ragnarok not being as good as I wanted it to be. I remember being way more hyped for that trailer than I am for this, if if that is a barometer for how I feel about it. I was really excited for Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. That really let me down. So that I still kind of have a little bit of those thoughts in the back of my head for this film, even though it is different creators that have delivered a product that I really, really liked. Um, so, I don't know. Um, See, I think I, I think the the first Avengers did a great job bringing all of those heroes together. Because there were only, what, seven of them? Yeah. You were able, you know, Joss Whedon was able to definitely handle, you know, seven, seven different story arcs from, you know, A to, a to F storylines, dovetail all, all of them together. That's manageable. Winter Soldier, same thing. Kind of, you know, weird, convoluted, airplane, you know, hangar fight. But in, in, they brought in Civil, in Civil War. War, but they managed to find a way to bring all all of those characters in the same place. But this and, one, and, and even like, in a comic book, know, you're not going to have characters. Even in a comic book, you're not going to have every single character get the same amount of spotlight. You're going to have your main characters push for push push forward. So I'm not I'm not going into it looking to to make sure that everybody has equal time. I just want a good movie. I want to have. I just want to see these characters interact. I want to see them take on Thanos, like was promised. How many years ago? Yeah. I'm excited to see it all kind of come together. Matt, and and thoughts? I mean, it's a first trailer. I, I like people being overly excited is way too excited, and and bashing it, you know, for what it is, it might might be a little too oh. severe as well. When you say people bashing it for what it is you mean me and matt because no one is bashing this trailer i have never like i i was surprised and matt we talked about this a little bit i was surprised the amount of just stroke fest this trailer has gotten since it's been released like i mean people Mm -hmm. are just amped about this movie and like i mean dicks are raw at this point because of this trailer and like i i don't really get it like it's i understand we're seeing all of these characters all of these characters not just seven we're seeing all of them come together in one movie but i, I was under the impression that you know like doctor strange was cool and you know guardians 2 was all right thor did gangbusters but i thought According to the general public, there were the the fire was dying down a little bit on the MCU. But this trailer proved that I am a fucking dum dum because outside of me and Matt, 
like people's dicks are fucking mashed potatoes after this thing. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why you thought that the fire was dying down. I mean, this year we had you know, going backwards we had Thor and then we had Spider Man, which was a big hit that had you know, that that fostered a lot of goodwill with the fans of the Marvel Universe stuff. I mean like I don't know. I didn't think it was dying down with maybe maybe expect... for us we're getting a little bit of superhero burnout. Yeah, but the general may, public maybe has it was been a little in. a little bit of that insulated opinion. But I didn't expect a complete drop off from Marvel excitement. But just the the amount of fire and yeah. praise and excitement, everything just seemed just cranked up to fifteen. Yeah, Matt, fifteen is high. Yeah, it's it was high. eleven, but yeah, fifteen does. That's go how high this praise was. Wow, yeah, it was pretty high. This movie, well, you know what, Paul, you the stuff that you were saying earlier, as far as your reaction to when Ian was suggesting why maybe you want to push the other way on it because the general consensus seems to be so positive. Uh, I, I was pretty much with you on just about everything that you said, although I did want to point out when you said that, like, in the big crossover books, like Secret Invasion, all the, like, ancillary titles are the ones where the, the real good story comes from. I, maybe that's true for more modern comic event books and series, but... Not the one that this movie is based on. The Infinity Gauntlet itself, while it had a lot of ancillary tie-ins, an Infinity Gauntlet crossover, you remember the Snipian? It was right there in the top right corner. I do remember it. Now, I hate to correct you, though, Matt. While this is about finding the gems and collecting the Infinity Gauntlet, this is technically titled Infinity War. Which was a very, very different crossover. Granted, uh, this movie, though, I think is going to be more based on the Infinity Gauntlet I story, agree. not I'm in title. Um, with that said, the Infinity War was still pretty damn good anyway. I think I was more engaged with Infinity War than Infinity Gauntlet. I think Infinity War was a more simple story, mm-hmm. and I think that it appealed more to a 13 or 14 year old you and me at the time yeah it had a lot of the the gist of it was that they're basically evil twins of Mm -hmm. the marvel superheroes running around that had pretty cool designs if i if if I say so, I thought they were really cool. Spider-Man had that, like... Um, he had the extra arms. He had all the extra arms and sort of venom teeth, but he had the red and blue Spider-Man outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, and every Marvel book had an Infinity War crossover, so you got to see the evil version mm-hmm. of... Do you remember the character that figured out who, that that there were evil ones lurking amongst them? I don't remember. Who was it? He, he comes into the big meeting. He strolls in and... Remember. And he had it all figured out. It was Wolverine. He could smell him. Yeah, okay. And and Daredevil was like, is it possible? And he's thinking to himself, is it possible that Wolverine's sense of smell is like even stronger than my senses? Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool moment, cool moment. Yeah. Um, but I, as far as like what you were saying, Ian, with the everyone kind of going one way with the trailer, 
my reaction to the trailer has, uh, from the very beginning been on, like I, if I had a one word to describe it, it's underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I felt like, frankly, I've seen it three times now. I don't know what's going on in a lot of the trailer. I can't, the cuts are too fast. I can't tell who's actually doing something. I don't know who's running at who. Like, I realize a lot of us will pause trailers and go through frame by frame, break things down. But a lot of what's going on, honestly, I can't follow. I don't think Um, that they did a great job of, of being clear on what's going on. And I also think that for a trailer to hype what this is, this movie is the culmination of all the other Marvel movies to this point. And it's the culmination of, um, of, Thanos finally facing off against all the characters. It's going to take every one of these heroes that we've been introduced to over the last 10 years to take down this bad guy. The biggest and the baddest of all the bad guys we've ever seen. Um, I don't think that this trailer is crystal clear on really who he is and the fact that it's going to take all the heroes, really. Um, you don't think I, that the people that are engaged with the Marvel brand don't know? I mean, I think has, I think a lot of people do. He's appeared I in think, what three different Marvel movies? Yeah, yeah, I know. But I think for the for the more casual, and I do mean the more casual, like not e- like I know we all have friends that probably don't read comics but do watch the movies. They get it. But the the more casual, maybe the ones that like see the movies once, but they're gonna go back and see this. I don't think this really illustrates that these guys are all gonna have to join forces to fight this one being and take down a character who has godlike abilities because of the gems. Like I realize What's, it's been, yeah. I realize that it's been a. Uh, a slow burn to get there with all the movies. You have to see them all and understand the way the gems work and the power. But like, I don't think that you should have to see 16 movies to understand. I I still think that this movie needs to pull its weight and explain that. And I think that there were simple ways for the the people that put the trailer together, or maybe even the people that made the movie to illustrate this point. Um, Ian, you remember the cover to Infinity Gauntlet number four. Um, I don't off the top of my head, but Matt, for those at home. For those at home that don't know, I know most of you do, so I know I'm repeating things. But Ian's being the, a big dummy here. For those that don't know. Well, I'm also being a big dummy because I don't remember it, it. It's a very, very minimalist cover. It's space, space with, you know, black space, white stars. The final frontier. And... and Thanos is is standing there, basically floating in space, and he he's like kind of you know motioning with his finger, "Come get me!" Speaking to all the Marvel heroes that are basically, if you look at Infinity Gauntlet number three on the cover, all the Marvel heroes are rushing him, and and it's just Bum such a him? great. Let me see that cover. Great, iconic image and I wish Wait, so bad Thanos in that cover alright were you listening Paul he's yeah, on the I, next yeah I am I don't see Thanos in that cover right you weren't listening They're, this is they work you were, together you weren't listening but um, I was listening three three is this cover four is Thanos by himself saying come and get me he's beckoning to the yeah, last I get month it. I get it. yeah that's what I was yeah, saying yeah now you're listening so so 
the I think it would have been a really cool moment to have Thanos there and literally say the line, come get me. I feel like that would have really illustrated the the idea that it's going to take everybody to basically go get that one guy. Well, I think some of the voiceover work at the very beginning where they're panning over all the heroes yeah. does a little bit of that. I think it does in a way too. that In a way that connects to the people that have not read the comics or don't know this this that you're talking about, but know those heroes sort of gathering together because you do see some of the heroes like in single shots and then yeah. they're they're and sorting all the different voiceovers. I think right. it, personally, I didn't like that. I thought it was really melodramatic and heavy handed. I wasn't I, crazy about the multiple yeah voiceovers I, saying the same thing. I would have been fine with like just reckon back to something that they said in the first Avengers movie. Yeah, about but gathering it's the team. All, everybody's like narrating like over their particular shot in the trailer. I think it would have been fine with just an announcer. Or one singular character basically narrating. But anyway, um, yeah, that's kind of my general beef with it. Like, there was okay. nothing that really you stuck out. You think that the threat isn't, pre- isn't um, described well enough? Well, I, yeah, I don't. But that, I mean, like, that's just, like, me nitpicking, like, the, the structure of the trailer. But just watching it, yeah. I, it didn't do anything for me. I, I realize that I'm spoiled, right? To this point, we've we've already seen the heroes together. Like the best part of Thor Ragnarok for me is when Doctor Strange made his cameo. I love when these characters interact with each other, especially ones that you don't expect. Like I want to see Spider-Man interact with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, yeah, why not? That's going to be great. And all the Bruce Banner and Doctor Strange stuff at the beginning. Of Let's this. get some Spider-Man and Hulk together, like great characters together. Right. But we haven't seen it. That's but exciting. This is the prime opportunity for us to maybe get some of that. Well, stuff. I realize that, but but Ian, you seem to be excited about the prospect of it, not what you actually saw, but just the idea of what it could be. That's fair. And and yeah, that could that's exciting to think about. But if you take the trailer at face value for exactly what it is, it's a really underwhelming trailer. I that's fair, and I agree with that. But isn't <sighs> isn't half of the work? that we do after seeing the trailer speculating yeah, and getting absolutely. excited about absolutely. it. Isn't that what we do like it honestly is. every week? So we're, so you're, are you saying that Matt and I are less excited about this because that's what we do and we're just kind of burned out on doing oh, well, that think, kind of thing? I think you're like, I, we're a little bit jaded. I think you may be burned out. I think that if, if you're going with what Matt's saying right now, if you're going with like the letter of the law rule for this, then why doesn't that apply to the excitement that we that that we throw at the Last Jedi when you know half the stuff that we talk about is what if and could this be and what does this mean and we like that's the fun of it and that's what we do but for some reason well I can we're tell applying you, different rules to the event yeah this I Avengers can tell trailer. you definitively for me that it's the property yeah um, I'm more excited about Star Wars. Than I am Avengers. I'm more excited. I was more yeah. excited about Justice League than I was Avengers. Even though Are I was you? way you shat on it. The even whole though thing. I, I was, that's not true. You were not excited about. Even Justice though League. no, even though I was way more guarded. Like that's the property that I like more. Like I would rather see a mediocre Justice League movie than an amazing Avengers movie, just because that's the property I like. Um, I really like. See, I know I'd the. Rather, I'd rather see the Jurassic amazing... World trailer was kind of underwhelming. Mm. I like Jurassic Park, so I thought it was cool. Like I, I don't know. I don't have. 
I like Marvel and everything, but I'd rather see the better of whichever movie. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I, like, I'm with you I'm, on that. I'm, I like. I know well, you bleed blue, dude, but like, like it doesn't matter. I'd want to see the best movie. My my point is, this trailer just didn't. It didn't really do a whole whole lot for me. Yeah, like that's fine. like I, I get the, it that the Miles Morales animated Spider Man trailer we'll that also that. came out this we'll weekend that. that did a lot for me. So and I don't like I'm I I'm not a particular I'm not a particularly big Spider Man fan. Definitely not a particularly big Miles Morales fan. But that trailer moved me in new ways that the Avengers trailer just didn't. Yeah. That's Ian, fair. I I want to um, comment to what you said though that you suggested maybe we're applying different rules. Like, well, you know, with the speculation, mm-hmm. um, you know, if we can't do it with uh, with Avengers, why can we do it with Star Wars? I think the, the Star Wars trailer, taking at face value, was a I could tell what was going on. Like it, what they showed, I was like, okay, I I get that. Like the cuts weren't as fast; it was easier to follow. Um, the, it looked cooler. What? I, I agree with that. I, I I disagree with... You could tell what's going... Like, sure, you can tell that there are spaceships flying and all that, but there's still an air of mystery to... Like, we don't know the plot of Star Wars either. I, I don't think where... We in have Avengers, a better idea of the plot like, of, of, of Avengers. Like, yeah, like, you know, Thanos comes down, they grab the, the gems, and then there's a big fight. Right, right, like, right. you know... <laughs> but like with the last Jedi, some of the things that we saw looked really, really cool. I agree. Um, and and there were there were more actual like little talky parts to it with some of the things that are going on with Luke and Ray. Like as far as the training, like well, what does that mean exactly? Um, whereas this is it's a lot of like voiceover um, that may or may not even apply to the things that we're seeing. I, I just I. Let's maybe wait until we get a full trailer and see how much we can compare the two. But like at face value, like the last Jedi trailer was just better. And it's not because, oh, it's Star Wars, even though I probably do like Star Wars better than the Marvel Universe, even though I very much like the Marvel Universe. I think that this just was not a very good trailer. I think it should have been way better. I I wish I was allowed to make this trailer. Because it would have been better, That's assuming assuming I had the skills to do it. Like, but I could have like picked the right parts to put in it. <laughs> There's an art to making trailers. I'm I'm sure. I think that would be such a fucking cool job. It would be, but would you be afraid that you? It, it's it's honestly, especially in this day and time, it's it's kind of like a powerful job because you can mold the way that the perception of how the fans are going to see this and how the media is going to take it. And like, I, I kind of think that's too much pressure. Like I wouldn't want to make the official trailers. I just want to make like, see the official one and then make cool ass one for myself. I want to see the director's cut of the infinity war trailer because you know, <laughs> you know, the director's it, cut of the right, trailer. Like it's probably more like a regular job where there's like 20 people that look at this thing and the finished product by the time, the trailer editor releases it till the time all of his bosses approve it. It's probably a lot different. Yeah. Like the, um, there was definitely a note 
at the end where, all right, we just had this big hit with Thor Ragnarok. You and Guardians is like our little baby, too. You got to put those two characters at the end of this trail. You, you got to mash those two franchises up at the end. I'll tell you what else I'm not crazy about. Star-Lord's mustache. I get it. I like kind of understand it's silly 80s-ness yeah. because that's the vibe for Guardians of the Galaxy. But do you have a mustache? It's oh, more yeah. it's more prominent, I think. But I'm not does, really it, feeling it's not like he kind of has a mustache or like a five o'clock shadow. Like thick He's got stubble. five o'clock shadow. But yeah. he, this is in the second one, doesn't he kind of have like a, a Henry Cavill mustache? Yeah. Oh no, he doesn't. He just has stubble. Okay. This one. This trailer, he's got a mustache. He I, looks like Space Magnum PI. I default to you guys and your I mean, this this trailer, if anything, was all about the hair. What hair is there? The hair color. How did the hair stand? Avengers hair war. I keep I would think like H E I R hair war. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we, um, Paul? You mentioned the Spider-Man animated trailer. Wait, that... wait, 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 Ian. Is this your first time on this podcast? Uh, I think it's my two hundredth plus, two hundred and twenty-third time. And yeah. you know, we do a little thing called Polynomics. Polynomics. That's right. Are we doing that for the, for this it's a trailer? For, isn't it? Yeah, I guess to so. get us, this is the, this is essentially the first, you know, like the first wave of. Avengers Infinity War hype. Yeah. We're probably going to have a mid like a mid-season polynomics and then right before it comes out. So, yeah, let's open up the Avengers Infinity War season with some polynomics. Paul, for the new listeners, could you please very quickly explain what polynomics are? Polynomics sounds like math. It really has nothing to do with math. It is simply our 1 to 10 ratings of our excitement for a movie slash comic product and expectation for that product. So it's two separate two separate things. Separate numbers. They don't average out to be anything. It's just a silly thing that we do. So polynomics for Avengers Infinity War based on this trailer. Who wants to go first? I guess I'll go first. Um, ten and ten do I this now let's be fair. Do I seem like I'm that excited for it? No, you seem like a nine it, and nine. You seem like Wayne Gretzky. Um, I love how we've adopted this attach a fucking professional athlete to the polynomics numbers we give. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a Paul Coffee. I'm gonna give it a seven and double seven. sevens. Jesus, you know, like when we're never gonna be able to give it like a Ryan Shazier because is zero on the scale? Oh, boy, oh, it's gonna. Be, I was. I was thinking we'll never be. Yeah, able. I mean, go ahead if if you thought this was that much of a pile of shit give it a give it a zero and a, See, and a five I, I was thinking that we're probably not gonna hit a lot of jordans because like we really don't give twos and threes those are low numbers yeah. fours and fours and fives maybe well you you do paul if it's a star wars movie you'll throw a two and a three around no problem only if it's attack of the clones i don't well, think i gave fantastic four with zero didn't you matt i think or you one did one or something maybe matt maybe. i don't think i gave why are you attacking me about star wars because we you... weren't doing polynomics for the prequels no no like, and i wasn't that hard on the force awakens you were you were hard on the polynomics of um Rogue One, you're pretty tough on. Rogue on. One, oh, and even even The Last right. Jedi, I feel like you're not all that 
kind to you. You're like, well, you know, it's going to, we have to wait and see, um, you know, if it kind of like fixes some of the things with. Right. That's, that's retroactively to my, the force awakens score because oh, I thought for, had... no, the, okay. the force awakens, like a lot of how I feel about that movie is based on what the next two movies do with it. Because right now that movie sucks because it's, it's, two hours of unanswered questions it's two hours of setup with no answers for anything are you now are you bringing that baggage into how you feel about the last jedi and your apprehension about it that's what i was saying yeah that was his polynomics yeah. were affected by that no i'm my my polynomics for the last jedi and we'll get to that in a second like those are those are more because now i think we're gonna get a brand new star wars movie i was excited about the Force Awakens, because I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get Star Wars shit that we've never seen before," and then we got a New Hope Redux. We got remake. Yeah, I was, was thinking about like it was cool. It was cool. I liked it, but like I want to see Star a new Killer Star Base, Wars story. Man, like, what the fuck were they thinking? Like seriously, that the Death Star it's bigger and now it it can kill five planets at once. What in the hell were they thinking? Why was they, there nobody that raised their hand and said, "Hey guys, you know that this is kind of not a really good idea. We already did it twice, maybe three times. This is a little too much in just seven movies." Um, man, what a horrible, horrible misstep that was. Star Killer Base was like one of those as seen on TV products. Yeah, like, new and improved. Yeah, right. Anyway. Throw away your wimpy death Paul, star. Paul, give us give us some polynomics for Avengers: Infinity War. Go. Oh, Avengers: Infinity War polynomics. Uh, my expectation is a seven. I almost want to give it an eight, but I'm just not that confident in the scope of the movie. Crosby, um, give it a Crosby. I can't. I can't do it. Um, I can't do it because my uh, my excitement's not going to be that high. My expectation, I'll, I'll give it a seven. I think the Russo brothers are going to do a really good job with it. I have faith in them to make me care about a lot of characters that I I think they're going to deliver the characters I love, and they're also going to give me some good stuff about the characters I don't care about. But my excitement, uh, I'm seven. I guess I'm doing Paul Coffey, seven and seven. Or a, or a Marcus Gilbert, if you will. will. He's a. Is he a? Dealer. Is he sixty-seven? He's a seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. He, he's currently suspended. Yeah, he's a steroid user. Uh, I'm gonna give. Um, uh, you know what? I'm gonna give myself my own jersey number from when I was a child. Sixty-seven. Excitement six. Expectation seven. Uh, my penguin jersey was a sixty-seven because I th I wanted to fit right between Mario Lemieux at sixty-six and Yarmir Yager. At 68. In the train that they were running on you. I was in the middle of that penguin centipede. Matt? Polynomics. Polynomics. Okay, so... The guys that are making this movie made arguably the two best Marvel movies so far in Captain America Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War. Um, Man... Just thinking about it. those Captain America movies are really, really good. The three of them. That's mm -hmm. the best trilogy, by the way, uh, out of the Marvel stuff. Yeah. I agree. Although, I agree. What, yep. what is there? There's Thor. There's Iron only Man what? There's Cap. only one trilogy or two, two trilogies. Three, three, three trilogies. 
And a trilogy soon, of soon trilogies? To be four. Yeah. Soon to be four. Yeah. It just number keeps going up. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, okay. I agree. Captain so, America. So with with the um kind of like the competence at the helm of of Infinity War and my knowledge of the source material, Paul, I know it's not gonna be the same. I gotta think that this movie is gonna deliver. And and I might even want to say it's going to be higher than the number I'm going to give, but because my excitement is a little bit lower, I'm going to give this an eight for expectation. I do think it's going to be quite good. I just don't think the trailer was that great. So the trailer failed to generate excitement. Like the only thing that I'm excited about is the shit that I already know going into it, not what they showed me. So my excitement is probably like a five right now. Likely to change in a positive direction, but right now I am an eighty-five. Xavier Grimble, Xavier, the the Xavier tight end of the Steelers. <laughs> He's like the third or fourth tight end. An eighty-five, an yeah. eighty-five. I know so it's kind of weird. A Peter Klima, could be, could be, maybe. Who's Peter Klima? Uh, old um, Oilers winger. Hmm. I think Nate Washington. Was 85? He was, yeah. There you go, Nate the Great. Was there any notable any, players like, good in 85? 85? Jeez, oh man. I thought <laughs> Peter Klima was pretty notable. Yeah, he was good? I can't think no, of No, he good. wasn't good, but like in in the hockey world, people know who Peter Klima is. Oh, okay. So anyway, speaking of Peter Klima, this new Spider-Man animated trailer that, that came out this He's week. He's in a top they- 100 Oilers post okay so the klima so the new spider-man trailer that came out it's for an animated spider-man movie when i first heard about it you know what i had i had visions of that mtv show that weird 3d cell animated looking shit yeah where peter parker wore like a black shirt and purple pants wasn't doogie hauser doogie hauser voiced him it was just weird and that's what i thought about i was like oh boy and then we saw the trailer. We watched it together for the first time. Now that, Ian, is a trailer. In fairness, we watched it together for the first time at the Steel City Con. It took us like an hour to watch it. Because, yeah. yeah, because our great fans kept coming up to us how, as we were, fans, bl- we were blaring it out of my <laughs> iPad at them. Fans, how dare you? It was really loud. So anyway... See this trailer, and the first thing that struck me was like, oh my god, look at this animation. This looks exactly like the Peanuts animation. The, the Peanuts movie that came out, uh, what, two years ago? Yes. Um, and I, I had asked you guys, like, did you ever see it? And I think you both said you hadn't seen it yet. Um, I told you at the time, and I'm going to say it, so it is noted in the podcast, Paul, the Peanuts movie is the best animated movie um, ever of all time in the last 10 years you've ever top, seen top five ever top five ever CG CG animated or just period. animated here's a here's where I want to go with it does it beat out the Iron Giant in your book no no does anything it, no no so, I, all right all right Matt really really quick because I do want to do a little um a little uh, Star Wars talk before this comes out this year. Um, real quick, top five animated movies. 
Uh, you Iron just Giant. need to give us three because it's Iron Giant, Peanuts. What else? Uh, Peanuts, uh, Toy Story one. Yep. Toy Story two. Yep. Um, Bugs Life. No. Ants. No. The Snowman. Cars oh, that three. That is really good. Um, Relo and Stitch. Moana. Uh, give me, give me. We'll come back and I'll, I'll come up with one okay. final one. Um, so this is a Marvel. Marvel and who? Who's Sony one, animation? Sony animation. It looks really cool. It like, looks um, really cool. Like and. The biggest thing that stuck out to me in this trailer, there's a scene where uh, the way it's cut, um, Miles Morales is stuck to the side of a building and he pushes off and he jumps. Looks like he jumps over a couple city streets. He lands on like a dock and he breaks the glass because he like pulls some of the glass with him off of his fingers. I think that's a really neat detail. Mm -hmm. And he lands and he pulls his mask up off his face. And for the first time, and I've read Miles Morales comics, a bunch of Miles Morales comics, but this is the first time that he, and there's no dialogue. I, I'm sorry. I got the fifth movie. What is it? TMNT. Okay. Um, there's no dialogue. He lands, he pulls his mask up, he takes a deep, like a deep breath, deep sigh, and he kind of gets this little smile on his face like, holy fuck, I made it. Mm -hmm. I, did, I did it. Mm -hmm. And it was the most personality, the most real this character has ever been for me. Mm -hmm. And immediately, the first time I saw that move, that that moment, I was like, oh yeah, this guy is now personally for me indelibly part of the Marvel Universe. Wow, that's all it took was uh, a it was such and, a surprise and some, uh, some huffing and puffing. It was such a human moment. It was yeah, such it a very personal moment. It because it, like, like the camera's there watching that, but it, it's just it's just himself. That's a very personal yeah. moment for that character in the story, and it was just animated so good. It was done so well. Like I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Yeah, for me, uh, Spider Man isn't always will be Peter Parker, but it kind of doesn't matter. It seems like they're definitely going to build the universe of the ultimate Spider-Man universe where Peter Parker is murdered. They uh, have Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, because there's a tombstone with Peter Parker's. Oh, I in was the trailer. The Did it say Peter Parker? It it has it says P say Par Parker. Oh, right? okay. I'm sorry. I when I saw it, I assumed it was Ben Parker. I think it's Peter Parker because the story of Miles Morales is that he's following and Peter Parker, who was slain. Well, that was the following. ultimate version, but now right. that he's brought into the regular 616, that's not really his story anymore. Right, but I think that there, because this isn't a, I don't think it's connected to any of the Marvel Cinematic U movies. I think they're okay. doing something different. Well, I that's, think. that's okay. And, and like, while he does have a conversation uh, he said, oh, you mean there's more of us or something like that at Who's the end? Who's he talking to? Who's he talking to? Because I'm under the impression that this is following the Miles story from the Ultimate Universe where mm -hmm. he is taking up the mantle of Spider-Man for a deceased Peter Parker, mm -hmm. which I think is kind of cool. And I think some of the, the, it, some of the title pieces that they flash up, like it, it's sort of like in a, like in, in a world that it, it, it sort of mentions 
something where it's like this is sort of different than the universe that you're used to or something like that. I forget mm-hmm. exactly what it says. But um, that's what I'm interested in seeing is just how they piece together the, the original Ultimate Universe storyline, mm-hmm. which always made me feel like he was part of a version of Spider-Man that I could get fully behind. Yeah. Um, another thing that I really liked in this trailer was it felt like New York City was like was a character. It, mm-hmm. it had sounds in it that were that just kind of like put you there. Um, and I felt like the TMNT TMNT movie did that really well too. Just kind of like did a good job put you putting you in the in the world. Well, those are those are big parts of those properties. You know, I I know that Sometimes Avengers Mansion them. is in New York, right. and you know, but with such with more personal stories like the Spider Man story, mm-hmm. the Ninja Turtle story, New York really is a character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think it's only fitting that they make a, a big deal about that, even though it looked like you know New York. From like thirty thirty one, it looked like Tokyo. A lot of yeah, a lot of bright yeah, a colors, lot of neons, right? Yeah, um, yeah. It looked but like it Ghost fits, in the Shell. Kind it of. It fits the style. Of the The animation is so cool. It's almost like a little stop motion action going on. It's very much in the same vein as um as what they did in the Peanuts movie. When the show's over, guys, I seriously recommend that you check it out. I, I think you'd like it, even if it is a little all ages. You can still get behind it. It's good stuff. I'm I'm looking I'm watching the trailer right now again and just like just some of the little cool details, like these uh he has like just looking at his gloves and the way mm-hmm. that they're designed. He has like Nike shoes on that yep. are kind of cool. Yep. Like they sort of look like Jordans on them. Yep. Like it's just a cool. It's a great. It's aesthetic. a cool design. Yeah. Ian, I am so excited for this based on this trailer. Uh, let's just get right into Polynomic. Is there anything else to say? This looks great. No, I don't think there's anything else I'll, to say. I'll start with Polynomics. I, um, I ex. What what do I start with? Whatever you want to start with, it, uh, expectation or excitement. Um, I'm a nine for excitement. <laughs> I mean, you know, the most anticipated movie of the year comes out in a few days, but yet I'm like super excited about this. I'm a nine. Next Christmas, got to wait a whole year. At least we have a nice Star two Star Wars movies to tide us over. Holy shit! Why haven't we seen a Han Solo trailer? But anyway, and. Three days. You think we're going to see it then? Before The Last Jedi? I would assume. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Ian showed... Ian just showed Matt a a still frame from the trailer, and Matt got a big sucking dick face on his face. What are you guys looking at? In the text that I... The text of of the trailer says, in a universe where more than one wears the mask... And at the very end of the trailer, if you pause it, yeah. it's pretty clear it's Peter Parker sitting there talking to Miles Morales. With does Peter Parker wear Timberlands? Yeah. Yes. In this, yeah. 
So anyway. Yeah, like that yeah. that's what I thought too. I thought it when we first watched the trailer, I thought it was oh, he's talking to Peter. But the the grave says like P part and you or it's a version of Peter. Because it is Spider Because it's Spider Verse. So yeah. So the Spider Man from the six one six, the regular Marvel oh, so you universe. Think, you think that's our you think that's essentially Tom Holland. Could be. Could be. It's cool. So, but yeah, it looks like for, on the tombstone, it looks like it's it's a little there's shadow on it, but it's P. Parker or P. P. And like it's definitely Peter Parker that dies in this universe. But since it's Spider Verse, it's a multiple dimension kind of thing. It, it looks like we're gonna get Peter Parker and Miles Morales in the same movie. So that's that that changes my score. Um, excitement nine. Matt, what's your uh, expectation? A ten. Woo! A nine, ten. We're just we're we're just trying to top each other. Is this an XFL jersey we're gonna have to <laughs> reference? It's a referee. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a nine and a ten. A nine for uh, excitement, a ten for expectation. Um, I expect this to be one of Holy the best shit. animated movies ever. It looks great. It does. I look was great. immediately like, like you don't see too many things that just make your jaw drop anymore. Like we've seen it all. Like we should be way more excited about this new Avengers, but because we've been treated to so many movies with all the heroes together, it's not that big of a deal. But seeing something like this in a world of MCU movies, X Men movies, and DC cinematic movies, and then this shows up and it's completely different. It just it it feels like kind of like maybe this stuff should like you know that it's the stuff that it's based on maybe this is the way it should be I don't know yeah uh, for my expectation I'm not going to go as high as you I'm going to give it an eight because ridiculous <laughs> yeah. you're things, a damn fool things hey maybe I I hope that I'm proved wrong. But it does look wouldn't be the first time. It it does look really exceptional. It looks like it could be really great, and I agree with you, Matt. Um, there is something about this. Maybe it's because they're going, they're they're using a different version, and they're going a little bit outside of the norm that we've been pretty comfortable with. Not only with storytelling, but with this animated um, stuff and this animated style. Like if maybe they is, should do more stuff like if this. If this is successful, like yeah. what you know, maybe they'll do. I don't know. Maybe Daredevil, right? Yeah. Like, God knows, I would love to see a Daredevil I like. Yeah, who knows? I, I don't know who would get the... Who would be up for the treatment like that that has sort of like a different... Um, that would be a different take on it. So I'm surprised you like Miles Morales hating kids the way yeah. you do, Ian. <laughs> we had this do discussion. Hate, well, okay, let me just fill the listeners in. Yes, you do. Okay. I'm going to fill the listeners in very quickly here. We were talking a little bit about Harry Potter, and Ian mm. hates Harry Potter. I was like, I don't understand Ridiculous. why. Like, it's, you know, it's the same kind of like adventure, coming of age type of thing as like Luke Skywalker's story. And he said, well, he just doesn't like like major um, protagonist kids. Like, he doesn't like. And I didn't like E.T. I didn't like, like e. Goonies. Never I don't really like story. Stand By Me. I like Never Ending Story. That's that's okay. Uh, oh, well, there's but, kids in that. You know this, right? Yeah, yeah. I, huh, maybe weird. it's groups of kids. Maybe that's what I have problems with. Groups of with. kids. Groups Fuck of kids. those groups of kids. Yeah, just 
running around. The, all fucking, those wizarding children. Wizarding. Yeah, there's just, I don't know. But I anyway. Need, give me a sword or something like that. Okay, not so, a wand. So not a wand. Miles Morales is not a group. He's more of a loner. Yeah, he is a loner. I like yeah. loners. And I'll tell you this, Paul. Tell me. That costume really translates to the screen, doesn't it? Yeah, looks good. Looks this pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to give it a Mikhail Sergachev. All right, there we All have right, it. There so. we have a zero and a fucking Russian acrylic symbol. <laughs> It's, it's Cyrillic. Cyrillic. Uh, so, and it's a nine. It's a ninety-eight. Um, my excitement is a nine. Woo! Uh, I've I've never been so excited for a Miles Morales property, but this see this seems like it's it's gonna pull. Look at these fucking kicks. It's gonna pull it all together for me. And um, you know, if the actual movie can live up to half of what this trailer promises. My expectation is an eight. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that the people that made this trailer didn't make the Avengers trailer. Well, I th- I think they're such different properties. I mean, I know you're that, Paul. you're cramming a I billion know. different people into two minutes, and this one we can focus on a nice. I know you're taking what quiet, I said too literally. I know, Stop. but I know, I know, but we we can focus on a quiet character moment. How about that? And there's some character moments in the Avengers trailer when Black Panther's like. Get these men a shield. <laughs> what? But like a Russian? Yeah. Uh, Is it like that Chernikov like, guy that you're talking like, about? Like, yeah, it's supposed like? to be like, yeah, that's Cap with the shield. Beat my dick off. But I'm like, well, yeah, it's fucking Captain America. Get him a shield, dummy. I don't know. Like a lot, I think a lot of the emotion that they wanted to translate into that Avengers trailer just didn't. Just didn't hit home for me, but this Spider-Man trailer was just aces. All right, so the last thing that we should talk about tonight before we wrap it up is this is going to be the last time that we have a chance to discuss it before we see it, the new Star Wars movie that comes out in a mere three days. Holy crap, Ian, can you believe it? We had two three years for this days. thing, and it's three days away. It's like Christmas. Hey, it is Christmas time. Almost, almost Christmas time. All right, so this movie's coming out in a few days. Uh, how do we feel about it going in? Excited? Apprehensive? I'm excited, but I I can't stand the hype. I can't stand talking to fucking people anymore about it. Oh, I can't the, stand... You've come to the wrong place tonight. I can't stand... Not you guys. I can't stand seeing things on TV, yeah. potentially being spoiled yeah. by pieces in, in new trailers that I'd prefer... To see in the movie, I I just I don't want to see any more interviews. I don't want to see any more think pieces. I just want well, to see the, the movie. The interviews are, are I hate them because they don't they say can't say anything. anything. Yeah, and they just serve up softballs like, um, you know, how was it working with Porgs? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. Don't even ask that because that's dumb. That's like the dumbest question I've ever heard. Like, seriously, don't. Do something else. Have a different form of entertainment. I don't need an interview with that question. And that's like a real question that they would ask. Um, because they can't ask anything yeah, else. Because I, so they I, have I, to ask, on I, such how did the Porgs behave on the set? So they, they have to do things like, Daisy Ridley, give me your best Porg impression. Ugh. And it was adorable. But that was I'm the... I'm sure it is, you filthy pervert. That's where they have to go. 
so in I, I hear what you're saying that there's there's too much of it. We're kind of burned out. But at the same time, they really haven't shown that much. Like I feel like this movie is way more on lockdown than any of the other two last two Star Wars movies as far as what we've really? saw to this point. I think because it's on par with um the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. I don't think so at all. I think that, uh, well, we have one less trailer than we had in the for, for the Force Awakens, um, and then the TV spots are very much repeated content. Now I know they introduced some new stuff. One big fat juicy spoiler, spoiler which we will not discuss here on the show. Um, but other than that, there were only a few new th- things in these TV spots where I was like, huh, that felt like trailer worthy. Everything else was maybe a little tiny extension of maybe what we saw in a trailer. Whereas like for the force awakens, it felt like every, every TV spot was like, Oh my God, there's something new, something new, something new. And I mean, I think it's, it's very, very difficult for me to stay away from this stuff. Like I'm not actively trying to find spoilers, but if a new TV spot drops, I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. I stay away. Like unless somebody sends me a trailer, I wouldn't even watch it at this point. If somebody sends me a trailer and wants to talk about it, I will watch it and talk to them. Don't, don't give in to the, to the dark dark side, side, the spoiler side. Ian, Three days away. If somebody sends you a video to watch, say, no, 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 we'll talk about it in three days. Seriously, you've waited two years. I, the weakest of weak-willed people when it comes to Star Wars content, I'm going to avoid for the next three days. Yeah, I'm, I'm already done. I'm scrolling through Twitter as soon as I see that BB-8 emoji. I flip yeah. right past it. Like you guys saw the, the TV spot with the Luke on the Millennium Falcon. Which... That was too much. I didn't even need to see that. And then they showed us more spoilery stuff over the weekend. Yeah, let's not talk about that. We're not going to. But yeah, I didn't like, think mine was that spoilery. Stop. That was out for like two weeks. What? No, the, no, no, we're talking the, about the something other thing else. That we the other thing. Because no. I saw that the other day. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. yeah, I'm like just fucking stop. So yeah, at this point, I'm on. I'm trying to keep myself on total Force Awakens lockdown because this is the movie. Like even more so than the Force Awakens, this one, like you know, all the all the cast, all the interviews, you know, everyone's like, this one has a big thing in it that nobody wants to spoil. Mark Hamill's blowing up Twitter every day. No spoilers. If you're a real fan, don't spoil anything. Don't say anything. So, like, yeah, I'm terrified to go on the internet in the next three days because I want that genuine experience. Yeah. That couple TV spots already took away from me. So I want to keep it as, yeah. as, as genuine as possible going in Thursday night. Now, Paul, are, are you, like, super excited or are you not excited? I'm pretty excited. I'd, I'd give my excitement an eight. Yeah. Easy eight. At this point, yeah. If we did decimals, it might be like an eight point nine, eight point eight. The old Eric Lindros. This isn't uh, the old Mike Comrie. This isn't point nine. The Phantom Menace territory. Remember the feeling going into the Phantom Menace? Like it was like a fucking a thousand. I needed a wheelchair to get in because I was shaking so bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> I knew for sure that I was going to be struck by lightning and killed just because I wanted it so Cause bad. You were Because your body was conducting that kind yeah, of right. electricity. Because, um, you know, science. Well, <laughs> yeah. If anybody knows it, it's 
it's like me. you. <laughs> and so I'm excited like you, Paul. I think I'm an eight on my excitement, but boy, the longer we kind of, or the closer we get, the more apprehensive I'm getting. And maybe mm-hmm. it's because of the things I've seen. I think it stems back to that last trailer that we saw where Kylo Ren sticks out his hand to, to uh, Ray, which may or may not be the actual sequence in the movie. The I, trailer I to, that we reacted very even keeled to. Yeah. The one that we didn't react to, you know, the one that we made a trailer reaction video and failed to react to. We blinked a whole, I, <laughs> we blinked. I blinked a whole lot. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you were tearing up. I don't know, but in that trailer, it, they made it seem like Ray and, Kylo Ren were going to become allies somehow. And that just doesn't sit well with me because I remember exiting um, The Force Awakens and and everybody exited the same way. It was kind of this melancholy feeling. Like it wasn't, we didn't exit like cheering and, and loving what we just saw because we saw one of the most beloved heroes from our life murdered on screen by but, a snot-nosed brat millennial right. fuck kid right and and we can't get behind him being you know aligned with our hero of the new trilogy like he's the bad guy like he's irredeemable i said it at the time this character is irredeemable and i think i think they're gonna go down this path and try to redeem him at least you know like you could make the argument well you know they re- redeemed darth vader darth vader killed thousands of people killed little children and he was a good guy at the end fuck that he didn't kill han solo in cold blood yeah he didn't darth well when it came darth down Vader to didn't it. kill anyone like anakin skywalker a character that no one really liked killed a bunch of kids off camera darth vader didn't kill anyone we knew except obi-wan except in, in a bunch of his subordinates yeah, and they were all bad imperial guys jobs. anyway. So yeah. yeah, I mean, you you could easily we well, chopped our hero's hand off and tortured Han Solo and well, yeah, threatened Lando's manhood and yeah, but he didn't he didn't like kill one of the and original in the end, trilogy he, and on in, camera. In the end, he saved not just a hero for us, but his son. Yeah. Big, big redemption. Right. So is it going to take him maybe saving Ray's life for us to like him? I don't know. I, I feel like that is a tall order. It's almost like, like I said, irredeemable. How do you come back from killing Han Solo? Because I don't care how cool of a rescue Kylo Ren has in episode nine. It doesn't erase him murdering Han Solo like that. It's just like... Can't he just be the bad guy? Like, really? Well, maybe they're not trying to redeem him. Maybe they're taking Ray down the dark side. Well, then who's the hero? Hey, Finn's still available. Yeah, Poe's still out there. Luke the Finn is, and Poe show. Luke is still on the board. Is Luke going to die in this movie? No, I don't think so. Ian? I don't think so either. Is he going to leave Octo, the the island planet? He fucking better. Or is he going to pull a Yoda and stay on Dagobah? He fucking better be balls deep in the fucking battle at the end of this fucking movie. Is the end? Okay, let me ask you this. He better have the hero's entrance in the end of this movie that he should have had in the last one. If he doesn't swing a lightsaber, I'm going to be 
fucking pissed. That should have been Luke Skywalker in The Force Awakens beating the shit out of Kylo Ren, right? Like, Absolutely. not Rey. Like, it, it would makes... have made 100% sense. Right. Um, oh, my God. Why didn't they do that? What a missed opportunity. Uh, okay, so is the end of this movie crate? You know, the, the white planet with the red dust? Is that the final like battle that we see? I don't know, man. I, I hate doing I hate doing this kind of speculation, like putting it in order when we really don't know anything. You know, like I, I don't know. I don't know. I think the final stuff is gonna be between it's gonna be intimate, it's gonna be between Kylo Ren and Ray. It's like that it's it's the the scene where he's whole you know reaches out his hand to her like that's uh, the, i don't the know end. about that that's that's my guess i think that happens before snoke tortures her because we know that happens that's like in the trailer yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know either yeah I, anyway i hope luke goes off the planet and does some really cool stuff uh i don't want just kind of brooding luke i want I want him to be the hero that we want him to be. But anyway, uh, I'm so nervous about this one. I'm way more nervous about this than I was like The Force Awakens or frankly any of the prequels or whatever. This one just kind of has me like... Because, Paul, this movie... I think this movie is going to determine if if I'm on board with Disney Star Wars or not. Well, yeah, and... I'm with you. There's way more. There's way more at stake for this one because it was just a blank canvas going into the Force Awakens. No one really knew anything, you know, Matt. Despite what you said a little bit ago about all the stuff they showed us in the trailers, I think in comparison to what the Batman v Superman trailers were showing us around the same time, the Force Awakens didn't give us anything. No, it did. It showed more, but we had zero context. That's the thing. But now that we know, um, what would you say, Ian? It, he stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say we didn't have any context. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the, the point. I mean, they showed us things, but we had no idea what mm-hmm. we, there was no idea about anything. There was no, we didn't know what the plot was. We didn't know the direction of the story. Like, we really didn't know anything. And it was like a, in Batman v Superman, we know exactly who Doomsday is. Oh, and yeah, what we, he does. we can he put Superman. We could put story beats in order. Yeah, yeah. We know. We could put, like, the, dialogue in, in order. Like, we could have, like, uh, reverse engineered the script. The, the Batman Superman Buster uniform yeah. from Dark Knight Returns. We know what happens there. We know that they, there's a big showdown and. And Batman pulls out all the stops yeah. to try to kill Superman. Like we we knew that from the comic books and from the previous movie. Like so, we had a good idea. And the ninety five percent of the movie that was released prior to the movie released. Absolutely. Yeah, but the Force Awakens just just it was all question marks. Right. You right, didn't right, right. you didn't know anything. This now Lots we have something to go off of. Right. We have a starting point, and we also have goofy stuff like Mark Hamill saying. I disagreed with everything Ryan Johnson I, did with Luke. Do you think that that's just And then just Disney was like, like, what are you doing? And he was like, but I agree with where he eventually round, rounded out the character to be. I And yes, I believe that was a legitimate Mark Hamill soundbite. And he didn't agree with where Ryan Johnson wanted Luke to go. 
Yeah, I, I believe that too, although I think there could be some exaggeration on Mark Hamill's part there. Although, when Daisy Ridley says things like, it's unexpected but right, those are the kinds of things that make me a little uneasy. Yeah, there's just a, there's a lot of weird... There's a lot of weird um, interview dialogue coming from the actors around this one. And, like, I get, you know, I don't think it's a shell game. I don't think they're all in on it, trying to plant different things. I think they're trying to give everyone except Adam Driver. Adam Driver is the new Harrison Ford. Um, <laughs> everyone's, yeah, but he did a really good Saturday Night Live. He did. Everyone's trying to give a good interview and trying to give as much as they can but they can't give anything so then they wind up saying weird things like it's not where it's supposed to go but it's where it's supposed to go when it was supposed to go where it was supposed yeah. to go and like I don't know man I don't like the Jedi must end stuff I don't like the there's no more light and dark there's just the gray and like that's yeah. the prevailing yeah. sentiment over like all of this promotion for this stuff is that like there's no more lighter dark side it's all it's all gray side and i'm like well i guess we're all going to be marvel superheroes in the 2000s where there's no bad guys we're just all good guys trying our best but failing and yeah. fighting each other yeah that's a worry of mine is kylo ren was such a cool villain in the beginning of the force awakens and he was relegated to a bitch by the end of the movie and and now it looks like he might be changing sides or something. He might be more and, of a bitch because Snoke's like, you were a bitch, and now you're even yeah. more a bitch. Right. Because this bitch is although, more bitchier although, than you. Although, although, are they going to make Snoke into the new, like, fearsome bad guy? Hopefully. I I hope there's some bad guy that you're just, like, terrified of. I think that's what's going to happen. Snoke's going to be the new Emperor. Like, you know, we, we meet the Emperor and we're like, oh, shit, Darth Vader's not that bad after all. Darth Vader's got a boss. He's I, middle management. I really like the look of Snoke. Darth I like Vader's the fact that, that weird he's like Koopa with the mohawk. I like the fact that he's Beethoven like, Vader. I like the fact that he's like nine feet tall. Uh, you know, he wears bright colored robes as opposed to the Emperor's dark ones. Emperor wore a hood. This guy is just gross and bald. He's like, he's look just, at my scars, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Look at my lack of face. Baby, look at this divot in my face. Like whenever we were doing toys for tot shopping, we saw that one Snoke figure, and he had like a big, like, just chunk carved out of his cheek. It was so gross. <laughs> it was like some it was kid so, just so dropped disgusting. him on the floor and chipped his <laughs> chin. Just like hit him up with an ice cream scoop. It was gross. So okay, we're we're kind of running long in the tooth. Very quickly, let's throw uh, polynomics at the last Jedi one last time. Where do we stand? Ian, go. I am going to give it a excitement uh, eight, expectation nine. There's because there are the old Mike Comrie, everybody. I love Mike Comrie. Um, because Disney hasn't said a lot of things about Ryan Johnson leading into this, and then we're like, we're going to give you a whole nother universe. They apparently like where it's going. I'm going to, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. It looks really cool. I like the style. I liked looper. So I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm excited. So you're a 89, an eight and a nine. Okay. Um, eight and a nine. My excitement's an eight. 
My expectation is a nine. That's higher than I expected from you. Paul, where are you? Sidney Crosby. You're an eight? My excitement is an eight. My expectation is a seven. Yeah, I get Disney's like, hey, Ryan Johnson, we love what this guy's doing. Let's give him another one. That doesn't mean his vision is going to line up with my vision. I think there's going to be, I think much like Justice League, there's going to be a lot of things that I love about this movie and about the the Star Wars universe that he brings out. And I think there's a lot of things I'm really going to disagree with and I'm really not going to like. And I think um, I think overall a, a seven is gonna is gonna be where I where I top out. You think this is gonna be less satisfying than The Force Awakens? No, I think it's gonna be more satisfying than The Force Awakens. I don't think we're gonna be left with all those questions. I don't think I'm gonna like the answers. Okay, Matt. Yeah, I think that the questions that we're left with are going to be maybe like a couple really big ones, but I think this is going to fill in a lot of the smaller gaps. I'm nervous that it's going to relegate um, character, well, particularly Finn. I feel like he's going to get short shrift in this movie, uh, which kind of bums me out because he, I, he was such a, a an important character in the in the first one and it feels like, well, what are we going to do with him now? Because really we, the movie is about Ray training with Luke. Uh, so that's a little bit of a bummer. Although with that said, it does look like, um, Poe is going to be more prominent in this one. And I think he was my favorite character in the, in the last, well, Han Solo is probably my favorite character in the last one, but Poe is my favorite of the new characters. So with all that said, you know, I wanted to say that I'm an eight for excitement, and then I thought, like, no, I'm not. I'm I'm still a nine because this is Star Wars, and like I I can just picture myself sitting in the theater moments before the scroll starts, and I'll be so excited. And, like, Ian it, saying, "Put your dick away. Yeah, stop beating your dick. Yeah, I'm tired of oh watching God, you, you jerk off. Come in my fucking bucket of popcorn, man. <laughs> well, you said you wanted some. This butter. popcorn's salty. <laughs> So, Not bad, surprisingly. <laughs> crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm a nine for excitement. Expectation, though, is significantly lower because of my apprehension going in. There are things that it appears to me like I'm not going to necessarily like the direction. Um, a lot of the things, Paul, that you said, the way that the uh, cast members are interviewing for this and the things that they're saying don't instill a ton of faith, honestly. Um, you got to have the faith, the faith of faith. Yeah, I don't. So I'm going in at a seven for expectation. I I hate that I feel like I'm going to be like beating my dick when the scroll starts going up. But when I walk out of the theater, I'm going to feel like dejected, kind of like I lost the game or something. Uh, so you gave it a Cam Hayward. That's, uh, yeah, a 97. Who's sure a hockey did. player? Fetteroff. Holy skull of nifness. Yeah, Fetty was no, 97. 91. 91? Oh. Oh, somebody um, was 97. Oh, Jesus, 97. I'm going to have to look that up because now it's bothering me. I feel like I should know that. You should know it. He's come back. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm disappointed in myself. 
Talk amongst yourselves. Cameron Hayward's a pretty good 97. Mm-hmm. He's maybe the best defensive end in the league right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other 97s. I don't have any off the top I'll of I'll tell you this oh, right now, Ian. It's fucking Connor McDavid. God damn it. I fucking You fucking I knew suck. It. I knew Joke I was a fucking a dummy. God damn. Do you, you know even, why? Do you, you fucking, even like NHL? You know why? Because I hate Connor McDavid. That's why. And, and Connor McDavid do, oh. is a classic example of too much early hype. I'm out. I can't the, handle it. The Avenger, you know what? The, no, uh, you know the what? Infinity Look, War of NHL players. Let's break this down real fast. <laughs> I'm an LA Kings fan, first and foremost. I'm also a Pittsburgher. I love my Pittsburgh Penguins. I love Sidney Crosby. I love oh, the yeah. rain of the Penguins and Sidney Crosby. And I am so fucking sick of Connor McDavid being the second coming and Sidney Crosby's done and the second his, career's, his career is over and Connor McDavid is heralding the next wave of you know the amazing NHL superstar. So it was really satisfying to see the Oilers bounced out of playoffs last year. Penguins win another cup. And for him and the Oilers to be struggling this season. I'm so sick of Connor McDavid hype. And I try to like him. I want to like him. I want to be involved in and the big the big stars of the day. But he's he just seems like kind of a jerk. Why does he seem like a jerk? Because you watch other stars, his age and his age, his um his talent range like Jack Eichel and Austin Matthews and they're personable. They're affable. They come across way friendlier. Connor McDavid is very guarded. He's very by the book. Um, See, I he's just Jack not Michael very like a jerk. But this is killing the podcast right now, Paul. I don't think it is. I think we're going to get a lot of hype on uh, on this on the hockey Canadian hockey listeners. talk segment. We've got Canadian listeners, so they're, they're not Canadian. They're from Buffalo or. Uh, Watertown, New York. Watertown, New York. Sorry, that's probably a slur someone, that I call them Buffalo. Someone's listening. Buffaloians in Canada. Buffalitos? And fuck, fuck Canada. You know, there's plenty of hockey <laughs> you know, fans. Yeah. There's, what, while we're at it, fuck Canada. <laughs> fuck the Marvel hey, Universe. Three, Canada, three or plenty, four Canadian fuck listeners. You. Fuck you. Remember when he said fans. earlier that he was gonna fucking insult somebody? Our fans, <laughs> our new fans. There's plenty hey, new of fans. hockey fans in the United States. We don't there's need to rely a, on Canada. That's racist. You're such a just, mean, the only people that like hockey are Canadians. Such a all mean right. piece of shit. Let's get out. So I think we're all pretty amped. 97s, 87s. They're all pretty high numbers for this movie. We're going to see it. McSauce Field Trip in three nights. By the time we get there, I may be a 97 myself. I'm already pretty jazzed. So uh, thanks to everyone that we met at Steel City Con this past weekend. Thanks to any new listeners. Uh, and fuck you too. <laughs> Only if you're from Canada. And, and and thank you guys for all the donations for Toys for Tots because um, this, I said it when we were done uh, with our shopping spree this past year, it was my favorite shopping spree that we've done out of the four times that we've done it. Um, I thought that we had a great cart of stuff. It was just a really fun night and it would have been impossible to do without those of you that donated so it it means a lot to us it means even more to the to the kids that, that got the stuff that um that, that we bought thanks helped. to your dollars yeah yeah thank you so much everybody 
if you're a new listener, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes. Uh, leave a comment, rate us. Let us know what you think. If you agree with us, if you disagree with us, if you think Connor McDavid is the second coming, if you think Ryan Johnson is well-deserved of his own Star Wars trilogy, if you also think Black Widow should only have red hair, whatever the topic, hit us up and we will, we will be more than happy to listen to your comments and tell you we agree or you're a dumb dumb. That's going to do it for tonight. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Cazell. We'll see you next time. Test, test. Welcome to Cat Massel in the Castles. Yeah, in the mornings. Oh, boink. <laughs> yeah.